your mom ever say, watch your mouth? Mm. I think we all need to listen to our moms. Stay tuned for this week's episode. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight-up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. And I was just thinking, I fought as a professional fighter from 2002 to 2010. That's been, at the time I'm recording this, 13 years since I retired. And it feels like a lifetime ago. What have you had in your life that wasn't so very long ago but feels like a lifetime ago. Can you think of something? I mean, I can hardly remember my boxing career and I am definitely not the same person. Of course, I didn't fight because I was some kind of a crazy fighter. I fought because I had to. I fought because I was literally fighting for my dinner. So I was, but I was a different person back then. And that's just, it's crazy. It's, it was a, it was a uh, very strange time in my life being a professional fighter and fighting to make ends meet. Uh, fighting not because I loved the game or loved to fight, but literally only because I needed money, and it turned into what it what I what it turned into. So, in this week's episode, I'm so glad you're here joining me on Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle because we're talking about watch your mouth, watch your mouth. I've got a buddy of mine who says everything that comes into his head. And I often say to him, you know, you don't have to say everything that comes into your head. Right. And he's just, uh, he's kind of uh, arrogant and uh, he likes to, he just, he just doesn't have any discretion. He just says whatever the heck comes. I mean, at least to me anyway, he'll say whatever the heck comes into his mind. He'll say it. He's not filtered at all. Well, I think that most of us have more sense than that. And we are talking about watching our mouths. Now, there are many religious books uh, in this world. You've got the Torah, the Quran, the Bible, lots of different religious books out there. But the Bible is the one I'm the most familiar with. I'm not at all well-versed. I wouldn't call myself, I mean, I, I know stuff from my childhood. I don't spend a lot of time in the word. But I do know that when it comes to the mouth and it comes to your words, the Bible references the mouth 365 times. And the Bible references your words over 400 times. Now, I mean, we know the main scriptures, guys. The 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 power of life and death is in the tongue. Uh, you know, put a watchman at the gate of my mouth. I mean, there are so many scriptures that pertain to the power of our words and the power of our mouth and the life or death really are in the tongue. Let me just tell you guys a horrible story. Oh, I can't even believe I'm going to tell you guys this. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I might censor it a little bit. Should I? Should I? Say, should I? How much should I tell? I. I all right. I, I will at, at risk of embarrassing the parties involved other than myself. I will embarrass myself all day long, but I don't want to embarrass the parties involved. I will censor this just a little bit, or at least I'll just hide 
the people involved. A few years ago, 10 years ago or so, some people that I know and love were holding a fundraiser to do a missionary trip. And I did not agree with this specific missionary trip. I thought it was stupid. I think there are a lot of missionary trips that are scams. And I, I think that there's a lot of corrupt, and I'm not saying this is, an, this is a reason to not do it. It's just there's a lot of corrupt organizations out there. Most of them are corrupt. And when it comes to missionary trips, um, and I'm not, I'm not talking about a specific religion or church or anything. I'm just thinking as a general, you know, a lot of them are scams. We know it's not controversial. It's very well known that the orphanages in Africa, that's a huge scam because they pay, they make you pay as a tourist to come and stay and work at an orphanage. So they make you pay and then they, they take a portion of that money and they give it to the village mothers who have these babies and they pay them for that baby to come and live at the orphanage. Orphanage is a major money-making business. Or I don't know if you know that. I mean, it's pretty well known. It's it's on a it's on a documentary on Netflix that these orphanages are money-making businesses. So they pay the women in the village to have the babies. They take the babies. They sell the babies to the orphanage, and then the babies grow up in the orphanage as a way of making money for the missionaries and the tourists to come and pay to stay and work there. The tourists and the missionaries, they think they're helping by paying, you know, $1,000 a month or $1,400 a month to come and stay and work at these orphanages. But little do they know that that money is not actually going to help the kids. It's just going to pad the pockets of the people who own the orphanage. Uh, and they just continue to pay the babe, pay the mothers in the village to make more of these babies so they can continue to get them younger. Cause the younger, the babies, the more money they make, the younger, the kids in the orphanage, cause they're the cuter ones. And you know, the kids are forced to teach these tourists and these, these workers, these American workers, they, they pay, they, they are, they have to teach them the African dances and they have to act excited. They get in trouble if they don't act excited when these, these uh, Americans arrive. They have to stand in a certain way. They have to act a certain way. They have to sing certain songs. They are forced into, it's basically slavery. It's it's trafficking is what it is. And people, people don't want to, you know, American missionaries and Canadian missionaries and people who are think they're doing God's work, they go to these orphanages to try to work and help and, and they pay. And little do they know they're just, they are just uh, contributing to the trafficking and the slavery that's going on within these organ these orphanages. It's it's really sad. So I don't believe in these organizations. I think they're corrupt. And my uh, the people that I knew they were going to do a missionary trip, and they were going to a different country to do a missionary trip. And so they, of course, you guys all know you got to raise money for these things. And so they were doing a fundraiser. Well, instead of keeping my big mouth shut, I started verbalizing how much I didn't agree with them going on this mission trip. And I was saying it out loud all the time and telling anybody who would listen how much I just did not agree with this trip. And because of my mouth, God told me, you, because of my mouth, I was the one that caused them to not get, they did not raise a single red cent. They didn't raise any money for this mission trip. And God told me, 
you caused this. Your mouth, your words, your attitude caused this. Now, I know this is a little bit maybe heavy for some of you guys to hear, although the majority of my listeners are Christ-believing, faith-based, Bible-believing people. You know, 93% of our clients are menopausal women in their 50s and 60s. So this is, you know. And so I don't know how how this sounds to you. I'm just telling you what God told me. Uh, because of my negativity, I basically called off that blessing. And yes, you can do that. Yes, you can do it. Because of my words and my negativity and the power of my tongue, I caused this couple to not raise any money for their missions trip. Because they thought they were doing the right thing. They thought they were ordering, they thought they were following the word of God. They thought they were following the voice and the commands of God to go on this mission trip and go and work in this foreign country. So they were only doing what they were felt like they were led to do. And God was honoring their faithfulness to what they believed they need to do. And I spoke out so harshly against it that I caused all the blessings to stop. And it was a huge wake-up call for me. It was a humiliating wake-up call for me. And I learned, I learned a huge lesson in the power of my words. Also, when I was little, when I first started to talk, I, I have a sister, Carrie. She's two years older than me. And Carrie, my sister, was very, very, very dominant and bossy growing up. And from the, you know, she she loved me dearly. And she would always do everything for me when we were little, really little. She was she was a great helper. My mom, you know, she drove mom and dad crazy, Carrie did, because she was so, such a difficult child. I was an easy child, uh, according to my folks. I was an easy kid. You know, you didn't have to spank me. You could just talk to me. I was, um, you know, I could be reasoned with easily. I followed the rules. And Carrie, however, was a difficult, dominant, bossy child. And she always wanted to do everything for me. And so she... She constantly, I just got from an early on, right when I could talk and I talked with a lisp when I was little, I would say, I can't, I can't, I can't, because I just believed that I couldn't because Carrie did everything for me. And I think probably, I don't know, I don't remember this, but she probably would say, oh, Christy, you can't. And let me just do it for you. Maybe, maybe not. I don't remember that part. Uh, but I believed from an early age that I couldn't do things. And so my mom picked up on this really quick and she put a stop to that most rickety tick. And she said, you are not Christy, I can't. You are Christy, I can. And I believed her because I, I, even to this day, I believe people who in authority and maybe not to this day, maybe not 2023, as corrupt as our government and uh, <laughs> the deep state, the dark state, you know, the things that we now know happen behind the scenes in our government and our world, things are not what they seem. I'm not as gullible now, but back then I definitely was. And I believed what I was told. I would say, I'm not Christy, I can't. And mom would say, no, you are Christy, I can. And so Christy, I can, that changed from that moment on, from that second, I've never in my entire life believed that I couldn't do something. I always believed that I could. But my mom jumped on that really quick because she could see and she knew there were so there was so much power in words. And she knew we needed to get a handle on my, my words really quick, or that was going to, that was going to set me up for a lifetime of failure. You cannot be successful if you don't have your words right. 
You've got to watch your mouth. Thoughts become things, but words give our thoughts power. Words give our thoughts power. And there's life in the Bible says there's life and death in the, in the power of the, the, the tongue, life and death in the tongue. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Uh, probably misquoting the Bible. Sorry to all you Bible, Bible uh, scholars out there who are uh, mad at me for misquoting the Bible. You know what I'm saying though. And uh, we teach this to our rebels. You know, we talk about it with our rebel community talking about making sure that we speak out against and speak, speak life, speak power when it comes to our weight loss, you know, at the, at the beginning of every 10 pound takedown, I always say the code red mission statement. We believe food holds the power to heal or poison. We choose foods that heal. We believe society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and we're committed to spreading the truth. The code red lifestyle brings hope and healing. And it's our job to support, educate, inform, and love our community without judgment. We are code red rebels. Why do you think I repeat this mantra, this mission statement, this manifesto, over and over and over. We have it printed on cards. We put it in all of our packages. Why do you think that I well, I do that? Because there's power in words. There's power in your tongue. You can create and you can destroy just from what you say. That's why we created this shift. The 21 Day Shift is a company that Brad and I created. We created the shift. The company is called The Shift. 21 day shift is the, the entry point into the shifts. And we created a shift in the summer of 2023 because I had a missing component in my life and in my health walk. The missing component was what we now refer to is the shift protocol. The missing component was a actual structured process that we put people through and Brad and I go through ourselves in order to solidify and bring forth and call forth what we want, in order to call out into existence what we want. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. Asking. You have not because you ask not. And the shift protocol exactly puts that into play to where we can call forth, so be it, so it is done. We call forth what we want. We have an actual step-by-step -step process. A lot of people know like the, the, the movie, The Secret, or the book, The Secret, or you hear the law of attraction, but you don't know what to do. That's what's different about everybody else in this shift is we actually show you what to do. And that is giving power to the words. Your thoughts become things, where the man go, where the mind goes, the man follows. There is power in your words. So that's what the shift protocol does. That's what the 21 day shift. We walk you through this step by step and we show you how powerful your words are. And we teach you how to create with your thoughts, with your words. And that's what I started to do in the summer of 2023. I started to learn how I can change my entire life just from using the protocol. And part of that was words. You got to watch your mouth. I have had people pour into me in good and bad ways with their words. I have had 
I remember when I was 16 years old and I'm not going to say who it is because some of you, I know some of you know who this is. I, I remember a devastating thing that happened when I was 16 years old. And I said to myself, I never want to ever make someone feel this way. And I'm not, and I'm, again, I know that that was extremely vague. Um, but also uh, my dad, one time um, my dad caught me. I slapped my horse one time when I was 10 years old. And it was uncalled for my, I'm sure, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I was frustrated, but the, maybe the horse bit me and I kind of popped it in the mouth or something. You know, I, as you guys know, I trained horses for 13 years when I was growing up and horses were my life. I loved horses. I even tried to change my last name to Christy horse. I tried to sleep out in the barn with the horses. I mean, I was obsessed with horses. Um, and I took it to a pretty high level when I was training and riding and showing and competing, um, not just, I didn't, I didn't just have a love for horses. I actually bought my own horse, bought my own tack, drove them in my horse trailer. Like I was really into horses. Well, when I was 10, I slapped my horse and it wasn't the slap. That was the problem. Probably the horse bit me and probably deserved it. Probably be knocked upside the head <laughs> probably, but I lost my temper and I did it. And my dad took me and he took me down to the Idaho State Correctional Facility in Orfino. It's a, it was a women's prison. I don't know what it is now, but at the time it was a women's prison. And um, I mean, this was, guys, this was, you know, almost 40 years. This was 35 years ago. And he said to me, look at all these women here in prison. Every single one of these women lost their temper like you did today. And they killed their husband or they killed their kid or they did something that couldn't be reversed get a hold of your temper. And so my dad spoke these words into me and it changed my life, profoundly changed my life. I never lost my temper after that. And so it's just amazing what words can do. It's amazing what how someone can pour into you or how you can pour into somebody or you can totally tear them down or you can be torn down by words. Don't ever forget how that feels. Good and bad. I have just as many good stories. I have just as many good stories of when I was 15 years old and I was sitting at the Orfino Care Center, my first real job with the state of Idaho. I was a CNA. I got my CNA license uh, through the state of Idaho when I was 15 years old. I took the course. I paid for it with my own money. I took the course on my own. And I remember I was sitting in the break room one time I was working. I think I was, oh, you know what? This was before I became a CNA because I was in the laundry department. I did, I washed, I did laundry for the Orfino Care Center. And I don't remember her name. I would do anything to talk to her now. But the director of the Orfino Care Center came in and sat down in the lunch table with me. And she asked me, and she was so kind and she was so respectful and she was so beautiful and glorious and powerful. And I loved everything about her. And she is the one that encouraged me to go be a CNA. And she told me about the program and she said, I believe in you. I believe that you would make a great CNA. She didn't know me from Adam, you know? And so I remember the good things that were poured into my life and the good words and the good experiences I had where someone took the power of their words and they brought life to me and they brought healing and hope to me. And I want to be that for other people. I know that I have a very tough love approach, but tough love only works if people know that you love them first. And I have pushed the envelope with the tough love approach. I have pushed the envelope with my words, with my clients as well. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fine line. You walk 
when you say some of the things to people, when I've called people, I call people out. I call them out. I call them out in person and online because I get these gut feelings about people where I can tell if they're lying. I can tell if they're telling the truth. I can tell if they're lying. I can tell, I can just tell, I just have a knack for it. I can just tell I get a gut feeling and my spirit speaks to me and my intuition tells me, and I'm always right about these things. And when you go to call somebody out on something as intimate or as sensitive of a subject as their weight, you got to know what you're doing. You got to be really, really, really careful. And I wouldn't say I've ever missed the mark on what I felt. I've never been wrong about somebody, but I've missed the mark on the harshness that I've taken. And I could have taken a much gentler approach. And, but most of the time I hit the mark perfectly. I mean, listen, guys, if you need me to hang drywall, I am not your girl. But weight loss, this is my jam, and I do it very well. And I have a way of talking to people to where they feel convicted and loved all at the same time. And that I love that. I love that. They feel heard. They feel validated. But I'm not going to stand there and listen to their bullcrap excuse. And I'm not going to let them get away with that crap. They're better than that. And I'm going to call them out for them. I expect excellence from you. I really do. I don't care what you expect from yourself. I'm telling you right now, I expect excellence from you. So I know that I hold that very, very intricate, delicate power of calling someone out with love. And I know the power of my words. And I've learned the hard way, the power of my words through the years I've been doing Code Red and from the hundreds and thousands of people that have come to my events and stood in line for hours to meet me and have me sign their book and all that stuff. I, you've just got to be really careful with that responsibility. That's a very, very, very big responsibility, but don't underestimate just because you're not a published author or you don't have a Mohawk. Don't underestimate the power of your words. Don't get into a situation like I was in where you robbed somebody of their blessing because of your negative words. That's a horrible thing that I have to live with for the rest of my life. Don't, steal and rob and destroy and tear down with your words. Don't do it. And I've always been amazed at the stories of people who have come through abusive relationships and homes and they were victimized and they were abused and they were able to rise above. My mom is one of them. My mom was raised in a she I wouldn't they were abused for sure before grandma left grandpa. Uh, my real grandpa, uh, Grandpa Sigler, you know, he was uh, he was an alcoholic and incredibly abusive to my mom and her sisters and her brother. And then, of course, mom left Grandpa Sigler and then married Grandpa Fred. And he was he was a kind man, um, not very loving, but at least kind, not abusive. However, my mom got mm, she was almost like a slave in her own home. And she was really, uh, she was tasked with some, a lot of responsibility that no kid should have to go through. And, you know, her mom never said that she loved her. And there was, you know, they, 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 you know, back then, back in the day, there was a lot more corporal punishment than nowadays. And it was just a different generation. The boomer generation was a different generation. So it was Gen X, but the boomer even worse. And my mom was able to rise above what she didn't get. She didn't get love. She didn't get affection. She didn't get any encouragement in her home. 
And yet she was very loving and affectionate and kind to us girls growing up. Even the difficult life that we had. We had no money. We had a big ranch. Uh, my parents didn't believe in putting things on debt, you know, going into debt, putting things on credit cards. So they only paid for things every month out of whatever money they made. They didn't make much. And so my, my mom and dad worked with very little and they still created a loving home that we all thrived in. But that did not come from my mom's upbringing. My dad certainly did not get a loving, thriving home. My dad had a full ride scholarship to Pepperdine University. And his, his parents said to him, whatever would you do with uh, what degree was it? Was it uh, a journalism degree? That was it was he had a full ride scholarship for journalism. And they thought that was absolutely insane. What would you ever do with a journalism degree? He never went, he never went to Pepperdine and he could have on a full ride scholarship. I mean, he later, later went on and got two master's degrees. My dad's extremely intelligent, but he did not have encouragement in his home. They, they were not every, every, every night. I think they got spanked whether they deserved it or not. That was just a different day back then, you guys. But yet my parents were able to raise us kids in a loving home. So there's a way to rise above people rise above. They find, they find a way to raise their kids different than the way they were raised. But don't ever ask to estimate the power of your words. Don't ever estimate the power of your words to bring life or death to people. It's incredibly important that we remember this. You know, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. You will never hear me say to anybody to laugh at their dreams or to say that's stupid or that's a dumb idea. Oh my gosh. I mean, what was that? Like Colonel Sanders, you know, was turned down by like 92 different companies that turned down his Colonel Sanders recipes. I mean, it's these these stories of these people rising above and persevering. It's just it's incredible. Michael Jordan got cut from his high school basketball team. You guys have heard these all before. What was that? Um, Albert Einstein was expelled from school because he was too dumb. You know, there's just the, there are these stories of people who we're able to be resilient and rise above. So don't underestimate the power of your words. My nephew, Chase, um, he's married. He's in nursing school right now. At the time I'm recording this, he has, I think, he and his wife have like, I think, three rental houses. And he has a, a realtor's license. And he's just a great kid, all around great kid. He came to me about, I don't know, seven years ago with a, a business idea. And he's a natural entrepreneur, which kind of, it hurts my heart a little bit to watch him go into, I'm not saying that he can't still explore entrepreneurship. I think it's a good idea to get your nursing license. That way you always have a job. You always have something to fall back on. But I would like to see him develop his entrepreneur side because he has that in him and not everybody does. He came to me with a business idea and it wasn't a bad idea, but I sat down with him and I had a pad and paper in front of me and I didn't say a word and I let him explain the whole idea and I wrote everything down. I asked questions and we had a very good conversation about it. I never did take on his idea to, to invest money in that certain business, but who knows what that could have done setting him up for his future. Just being heard, just being understood, just being validated just not being laughed at by his aunt 
who uh, is a multimillionaire, who has been very successful, sat down, took the time to sit down and listen to his business proposition. Who knows what that did? Who knows what it could have done to him if I would have turned, acted the opposite and laughed at him? I don't ever want to be that person. I will, I will never be that person. You'll never, you'll never see me roll my eyes or laugh or discount somebody for their feelings or for their ideas or for their dreams. I'm just not that person. And neither should you be. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Watch your mouth. Watch your words. Be very, be very careful. Even stuff that you say to yourself, don't even let them come out. If the thoughts come in, you are not your thoughts. If the thoughts come in, that's fine. Thoughts come into our, what do we have, like 60,000 thoughts? I don't know what it is. I, I don't think it's 60,000 thoughts a day. I think it's like 60,000 thoughts an hour. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I don't, maybe not, maybe not. I'm sure I've got my number wrong. But you don't have to give power to those thoughts by giving them words. Don't speak them out. Don't speak them out loud. Don't speak them out loud. Don't even give them the opportunity to even get traction. Be very careful what's coming out of your kids and your grandkids' mouth. Put a stop to that right away if you can. I am a big believer in this subject. Watch your mouth. Keep it shut. One of our rebels, Judy Parker, says her dad tell her one of her dad's favorite sayings was never miss an opportunity to shut your mouth. Guys, there's a there's also an old saying that says um, it's better to be thought of as a fool than to open your mouth and relieve all doubt. It's better just to keep your mouth shut. Remember when God, when Jesus was in the wilderness being tested uh, for like 40 days and 40 nights? Is that what it was? And he ended up uh, or maybe I don't know. I think uh, I'm getting my Bible stories mixed up. But uh, the time that he was being tempted by Satan and he just didn't say anything. And it was he he knew to just not say anything. It was better to just keep your mouth shut than to even take the chance of letting the wrong words come out. Probably a good idea. I have a, you guys know my business partner, Brad. He is hot-headed sometimes. And he'll say crap I just don't agree with. And we, and they can um, easily start an argument between us. You know, I love him to death. You guys know that uh, we get along, you know, we, we are excellent business partners, but I often keep my mouth shut around him. I just do. And I don't think he's going to listen to this. So <laughs> I just, it's just better to keep my mouth shut than to argue. You know, he thinks he's right. Uh, you know, I think I'm right, but why, why start an argument? Just keep your peace. Just, I'm just not going to say anything. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I have. I have so much confidence. I don't need to defend myself. My, my grandma used to say, defend yourself if you're wrong. And I just don't need to defend myself. My record speaks for itself. I, I, don't need to, I don't need to feel like I need to go to bat for myself, especially with Brad. You know, it's just better to keep the peace with him and just not say anything. Uh, if it's something I don't agree with. I mean, I don't let myself get walked on, of course. And if it's something I really, truly, especially when it comes to like, like business or standing up for my rebels or, you know, I'll stand up and say, I don't agree with you on that. I do it respectfully. And he's respectful as well. But sometimes it's better to just smile and just, it just if it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. If it's just not going to make a hill of beans difference, then why argue? I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just not going to say anything. It's just better to keep your mouth shut. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. 
what the heck did I call it again? Not keep your mouth shut. Uh, watch your mouth. That's what I called it. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth, guys. It's just better to keep your mouth shut if you don't. If you don't, if you're not going to say something uplifting and edifying, and something's going to bring life. If you think for one second it's going to tear somebody down, what? No, just no. What do you? What do you want? What are you trying to accomplish? It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. Be careful with your words. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you are looking for some hardcore accountability to get and keep this weight off, look no further because I've got VIP connection. This is the ultimate connection to me just short of me sleeping on your couch. You're going to get three daily messages from me in real time directly to you. You're going to submit your weight every Friday. We're going to go over it in a weekly meeting on Sunday nights, and I'm going to give you feedback. You'll have access to a monthly VIP breakfast with me and Boise, a monthly VIP supplement box, access to any workshop, any PDF promo that I hold for that month. You'll have access to the ringside membership. And best of all, you'll have a fully customized nutrition program written just for you. We're talking about over $3,000 total value for $3.97 a month, and you can cancel anytime. Go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash VIP to check that out.